It was about dialoguing with God. Mm. It wasn't about locking this thing away in her heart, never to see it again. It was about going, no, I need to retreat and I need to dialogue with God about what's happening here. He needs to be the one to tell me and help me understand or, you know, whatever it is that was sitting in her heart. I think that's just such a beautiful example Mm. of the kind of disposition that we could have. Welcome to this week's episode of Living Fullness. I'm Stina Constantine and joining me on the podcast is Father Sean Burns. Each week you'll hear us chat about a range of topics from virtue to relationships, comments on cultural shifts and lessons we're learning as we go along. And we are always so delighted to have you join us. So sit back and enjoy being part of a conversation with a couple of friends. Hi Stina, how are you going? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm going very well, thank (laughs) you. What have you been up to? Uh, Christmas party is what's been happening. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Now, I, I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to say that Christmas parties have also been happening. And, and I'm going to give you a bit of a backstory, a bit of a backdrop <laughs> to, to this 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 thing here. So we, we, we sort of semi-script what we're going to say. And, and and so that we don't forget intros and stuff like that. And we just kind of keep we, we things just flowing. Kind of, that's right. So, you know, it's it's next to my initials, it's got uh, – or next to Steena's initials, it had Christmas party. And I looked at mine and I thought, what what have I actually done? <laughs> That I can say in an introductory spiel. I'm like, Christmas parties. <laughs> Christmas parties. Oh. So I, I, I put down Christmas party. It was, um, I've now been accused of stealing. Because this happens uh, a lot. <laughs> this happens a lot. I write something down and then we go to record and then I, I'm just like in conversation and then I look down at my notes and I'm like, you flipping stole. <laughs> Stole mine. I'm doing the work here. <laughs> it's it's. But I, I look at it and I go, oh, yeah, I did that too. I'm like oh, that's what I can do. And I suppose that yeah. makes sense. It is so Advent. There it is, is it plenty is. of Christmas parties around. So. so mine was for work. Right. We had our work Christmas party, um, which was actually quite nice. The only oh. weird part about it was that we had it at a venue that had multiple sections outdoors. Yeah. So we had one section. And then another section was set up for a 30th with like a marquee and the rest of it was for a wake. Yeah, right. So we walked in in our Christmas gear, all colourful, into a swarm of black. Very self-conscious. And went, right, let's just quickly grab a drink and leave. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) It was very jarring. But it was fun. Like we had little art stuff set up and our managers did a really good job. Nice. Creating a a lovely environment. That's cool. That's cool. What about you? What are your Christmas parties? Oh, well, it's just been uh, school and parish, really. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yep. parish groups having Christmas parties and, mm. and uh, schools having Christmas parties and, and you yeah, know, like the staff get together and have a little Christmas party and so I, you know, go after that. And Do you guys have a Christmas party like within as a clergy at the cathedral? Like do you guys do something for Christmas? Christmas Day. On Christmas, Christmas Day? Day? Yeah, yep. lovely, yep. We, lovely. We, just, just ever so briefly we come together and uh, the, uh, the administrator normally uh, – puts a meal together. Um, although the bishop might go, you know what? Because I, I did that last Easter. I put a meal together for the community and um, I'm not going to lie, it sucked. <laughs> Badly. Uh, it was penitential. It was penitential and it was Easter. <laughs> That's wrong. It was, uh, it was, it was I, I cooked. It was, a, it was such a rookie mistake. Oh, such no. a rookie mistake. I... Wanted to make sure that everything be ready by, by by the appropriate time, 
And so I had to cook a lot of pasta. So I started it early, right? And it was ravioli. And because I started it early, by the end of it, you know how ravioli, if you cook it too much, it gets yeah. that kind of a rubbery feel yeah. to it. Oh, it no. was so rubbery. Oh. And and everyone was so very, you know, so delightful about it. Like, oh, this is really nice. You want to, don't, 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 don't say that. <laughs> we all know that it tastes like we're eating tyres. So let's let's not <laughs> let's not pretend. Let's, let's let's not pretend here, people. Oh no. Um, so I, I may get kicked off that job, and yeah, and enough. I I don't blame anybody. But uh, <laughs> but it's it's um, yeah we do get together and have a little little party. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So that was probably the longest preamble we've ever had on this episode. <laughs> so I'll put a timestamp in the description box if you just yeah, want to kind of yeah, skip yeah. to the actual episode right, right, <laughs> section yeah, yeah. of this podcast. So in today's episode, we're continuing with the theme of an Advent series. So for this one, I thought it'd be good for us to just kind of have a conversation around the hearts of the Holy Family mm. or more like the interior disposition. So where, where should we start? Yes, yes, okay. Well, I mean, Mary's disposition of openness and obedience found in the Annunciation. You know, she's just so open. She's so open. And and, and uh, so if we go to the Annunciation now in the – in the Bible, mm. which for those of you playing along at home is Luke chapter 1, verse 26 and following. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. and The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and considered in her mind what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob for ever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no husband? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child will be the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. And behold, your kinswoman Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So there's a there's a really beautiful, just absolute openness to receiving God's word and responding to that word. And, and there's a few little things that I, I just love to bring out in that passage that that help to Help us to understand what's what's going on there. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. So the word hail isn't just like hi. <laughs> it's it, it actually means rejoice. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 rejoice full of grace. Now that that Greek word there, full of grace, the only other time that's used in is, is is in Ephesians chapter one, which indicates that the grace of redemption. 
so, and the way that the word is used in Luke in the passage I just read is that it's a past participle. In other words, it indicates something that has already happened and has effects in the future. So when he says full of grace, he's saying, Hail, one who has been redeemed, mm. one who has already been redeemed. Hail, mm-hmm. rejoice. Mm. On what basis is she to rejoice? That the promises that have been given to Israel are about to be fulfilled and that by virtue of this privilege given to her of full of grace, she is about to embark upon an incredible mission. Mm. And uh, and she's, she's um, uh, an incredible vocation. You know, and she's, she's so open to receiving that. She... Um, uh, and then we're told the Lord is with thee. The Lord is with you. You know, it's it's a phrase used in Scripture quite a lot, and it it simply indicates that a mission is being given to them that is beyond human power. And so Mary's openness, thanks to God's grace, leads to a a mission, a vocation in her life. Mm. And so she's she has this this heart that's open to receiving God's grace and that is open to being of service for others. And we see that immediately in the next section where she goes and visits Elizabeth. Mm. You know, she has received from the word and now she goes to share the word. And, you know, she's she's so perfectly open. And I, I love the fact that that we're told that Mary was disturbed by the greeting. You know, that, that yeah. it's quite it's kind of interesting. I mean personally I'd have been disturbed by the presence of an angel. But she's not. Mm. She's disturbed by, by the greeting, mm. and I think that that it, it it indicates the humility of the Blessed Mother. It, it indicates that she's she has this disposition of of wanting to do the will of God, and therefore naturally with that comes a disposition of humility, of thinking mm. of God more and of ourselves less, and and so she's she's. Um, She's just so radically open to to the goodness and the power of God. And this really stands in many ways in contrast to Zechariah. Right. Right? Zechariah's just like, what are you you kidding me? This is this is the tooth fairy? Like, you know, this is this is impossible. And he doubts that God can do this. Yeah. He doubts that he can do it. Mm. And so he's punished. Mm. You know, you will not speak until the child is born. Yeah. And you will name him John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is interesting. John means God is life. Mm. So the very first sort of sentence that he offers that, that that he utters in a way after his his period of silence is God is life. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, and we hear in the in that very section too that it was customary for the son to be named after the father or for yeah. someone in the family and they're questioned like when elizabeth Mm. says no he will be called john they they question her why why would you why would you do that there's no you don't have a john in your family why would you so it's not even his name (laughs) that's right that's right and they even dismiss elizabeth and they're like no no no. elizabeth doesn't know what she's talking about go and get a writing tablet for the for (laughs) for, for zechariah he'll tell us what he's going to be named you know his name is john yeah yeah, yeah, it's it, but but yeah, yeah. But isn't it like one of the things I see there too is also the growth of Zachariah, like obviously in that time yeah. of silence for him, he's also had a change 
of heart. He, he sees the miracle that's happened. They've given birth to a son. Like what doubt can he have yeah. now? So yes, this is exactly what he will be called. We will fulfill what we've been asked to Tells do. us something about silence, right? Right, yeah. 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 yeah, going back to our last episode that we spoke about and the need to pull away, to step aside in this yeah. Yeah. period of time. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. Is there anything that comes to mind for you when you think about the sort of the disposition, the heart of the Blessed Mother? Yeah, so there's quite a few, at least two that comes to mind to me, moments in the gospel where we're told that, you know, Mary kind of kept these things and pondered them in her heart. It's kind of said a couple of times to her. I think that to me just says it speaks volumes when – you hear these extraordinary things happening in her life. Like how easy is it for us when amazing things happen in our life or puzzling things or you know, whatever it might be, out of the ordinary things happen in our lives where we immediately run to someone and be like, right, this thing is happening in my life. Like, oh, my goodness, can you believe it? Or, we, you know, maybe we enter into a state of worry and mm. you know, whatever else. And then even then we're calling on someone like I'm panicking this, I'm worrying about this and kind of ruminating and, or we jump on social media and we're just like proclaiming whatever it is that's on our mind to the world. And yet granted Mary didn't have social media, but she didn't go to that. Like that wasn't her first port of call when something out of the ordinary or out of the expected for her would come about. She kept them internally. And I don't think that that's because she – was too afraid to share what was happening or that she wanted to shut everybody out or, you know, like it wasn't a negative for her. It was about dialoguing with God. Mm. It wasn't about locking this thing away in her heart, never to see it again. It was about going, no, I need to retreat and I need to dialogue with God about what's happening here. He needs to be the one to tell me and help me understand or, you know, whatever it is that was sitting in her heart. I think that's just such a beautiful example mm. of the kind oh, of disposition that we could have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and actually the Greek word in that uh, in that entire encounter, in, in, in the encounters where she does ponder these things in her heart, right, at the presentation for instance, uh, where where the child is presented to Simeon, yeah, and you know she's told um, the child will be a, a sign of contradiction destined for the rising and the falling of many, and a sword will pierce your own soul mm-hmm. too. And she pondered these things in her heart. Mm-hmm. the 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 actual Greek word there, rather than pondered, is dialogued. Mm. She dialogued about these things in her heart. Well, she wasn't with herself. No, that's because, right. Because that's a monologue. <laughs> so, so, so what's this dialogue? Well, it's, it's, it's with God. She was having a conversation with God about these things in her heart. Mm. You know, she, she, she entered an interior conversation with the Lord about these things. Mm. And so it's, it's she, would have, she would have had some understanding of them on the basis that she was talking to God about them. Right. You know, not that not that she'd have known everything, not that she'd have had a, a full yeah. knowledge, but that yeah. she would have known something yeah. because she was speaking to God about it. Mm. And uh, so, what she needed to know, she would what have she, known. exactly right, exactly yeah. right. She's you know because there is that that absolute docility to the will of God. It's and I think that's exactly what you're pointing out is all right. This thing has happened. This really like this this old dude named Simeon just 
prophesied something that's kind of scary. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. And the first person I'm going to talk about with this is God. Yeah. You know that's mm. that's you know it's 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 not oh no this happened what am I going to do about it? It's, okay, you know what? I might have that question, but I'm going to ask that question yeah. to God. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the first I'm thing I'm going to do is dialogue speak, with exactly God. Mm. exactly so yeah so um. Yeah, yeah, you see that 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 real docility. What about Joseph? Yeah, so uh, I think we've spent quite a few episodes now, or I feel like I've spent <laughs> taken quite a few opportunities to talk about Joseph. But I think we some see something of Joseph's heart as well, particularly because God speaks to him through his dreams, like he communicates to him through his dreams, which I think I don't know about you, but I don't act on my dreams. <laughs> I have some pretty wacko dreams sure. of punching people I shouldn't be punching. So <laughs> I'm not acting on that. But for Joseph, he obviously has a level of knowledge of himself as well as a solid relationship with God to be able to discern what is of his own making up, his yeah. own imaginings. And what is actually coming from God. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that to me just speaks volumes of who he is as a man of God, but also who God is in his mm. life. Like what yes. kind of heart must Joseph have for him to be so docile yeah, yeah, yeah. in his sleep? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. For him to follow the command of God and just be like, okay, I had this dream, I'm getting up, I'm going. Yeah. And it um, wasn't just once. No, no, it, it was multiple times. Right. right? Yeah. Multiple and times. And he acted on it. Yeah. 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 That like that level of faith. It must have been a unique dream too. Right? It must have been a unique dream. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think that's that's a man of faith, right? A man of faith and a man who was who was also just. Mm-hmm. He was he was faithful and he was just. Mm. You know, he, he he always had the desire to look after Mary and saw that as his fundamental task. Mm. And that extended to the son. Mm. And he rightly is is called, you know, guardian or foster father of of, of of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 It's 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 um and I, I mean, I, I have this little image of like a little toddler Jesus, or not maybe not toddler, um, but like a young Jesus, kind of asking questions of Mary and Joseph, yeah. like, "Tell me about like when I was born, and tell me, you know, what was it like, and where did you come from?" And you're like, "Children do like where yeah. did they come from?" You know that you know, those little innocent questions, and Joseph sharing stories. Like, could you imagine sharing a story? Yeah with your son explaining to him, well, God told me. Yeah. God told me to take care of Mary. God told me to take care of you. God told me to leave. I had to leave. We had to go to Egypt. God told me, so I did. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Could you imagine actually sharing that story? Incredible, right? <laughs> with the son of God. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, wow. just, it's out there, man. Yeah. And and, and uh, it's it's in the, the Catholic Church we have this this – tradition with a, with a little t right so it's it's not a it's not a something that we formally believe but mm. it's a it's a nice sort of legend or tradition that joseph died in the arms of jesus and with with mary by his side 
and it's sort of to me it's 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 the tradition is this beautiful contrast between the infancy narrative and the moment of Joseph's death mm. that that Joseph was brave enough to do all of that you know to to say yes to God in those moments and to to be courageous and to to be docile to a point as well and and he was willing to do that and and he held in his arms the greatest gift to humanity that that humanity's ever received you know mm. and and sort of a a reward in a certain sense for his his courage and his docility is that as he's dying, he gets to look into the eyes of his son, which also are the eyes of eternity. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's it's kind of his reward in a yeah. certain sense. Yeah, it's a very poetic. Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, as 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 Joseph held Jesus when he was born, so Jesus, when Joseph is about to be born to eternal life, holds him. Yeah, and you 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 see a, a very stark reversal, you know, and and you see a, the the. The actual nature of the relationship between the two yeah. is actually laid bare. Yeah, yeah. We've 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 spoken about you know the, those dispositions. Perhaps a one little thing that we might just be able to do now here at the end of the episode is to go well. How do we harbor some of those dispositions ourselves? Like yeah. like how do we first maybe examine our dispositions, and then how do we sort of imitate some of those dispositions that we've spoken about? So, in in Catholic tradition, we have what's called an examination of conscience and an examination of consciousness. So an examination of conscience is looking back over the day and going, all right, Lord, thank you for today. Uh, Here's all the things I'm grateful for. And here's all the things that I'm hoping for for tomorrow. And here's the things where I know that I've messed up a little bit and I haven't really honoured you and and, uh, I've sinned and messed up. And you'd never do that last part last. (laughs) You You never do the sinning part last. Always stick that in the middle somewhere, you know, put hope at the end mm. but it's 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 an opportunity to thank god for the day to say sorry for things where we've fallen down and to put hope uh, put a, a hope for what uh, the next day will look like with god you know and that might be a a good way to just sort of examine well okay lord where can i thank you for the dispositions that i have that i know are really you know going well and 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 if I can name those, I can also strengthen them and give you even more thanks for them by your mm, grace. So, mm. so you know, and also, uh, where where am I falling down? Where do my dispositions need a bit of purification? Where, you know, am I am I actually docile to your will? Am I docile to your commandments, to your scriptures, to your sacraments? For priests, it could be the question of of you know, do I do I am I docile to the liturgy? Mm. Do I make up my own yeah. my own stuff, you know, or, or or do things as I want rather than the manner that they're that, that, that it's written, you know? Like that 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 immediately is something that I would that I would consider. You know, do I do I want to mix rights because I prefer this right over that right? Or do yeah. I like, you know, that's just it's something simple, but it's a dis, it's it's an indication of one's disposition to 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 being docile to God's word and through his church. Mm. You know, or 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 uh, am I Actually, making time for prayer to to speak to your Lord and to hey to hear you speak to me, uh, so that could be helpful. But also, an examination of consciousness uh, might also be helpful too. Sort of doing a an examination of of throughout the day, just going, all right, you know what? I, I realized through my examination of conscience that I I want to try and develop this particular disposition right. of openness to God's will, or maybe improving some sin that I know that I'm 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 just allowing to sort of circle around my life mm-hmm. at the moment and. Um, and so, how, Lord, I'm just checking in to see how I've gone with that in the last three hours. 
you know, and, or, in the, or in the last six hours, you know, and just doing that check-in so that you can go, oh, I've, I've, I've done well, I should keep going well, or actually, you know, I messed up, but hey, I can, I can start again and I can start again right now. So let's, yeah. you know, really, really helpful ways to try and just recognize the dispositions and do something about it at the same time. Mm. So yeah, anything else? For me, I keep circling back to just Mary's example. Yeah. Just kind of putting a pause on anything that comes up and mm. returning to that internal dialogue. I mean, I've certainly learnt something I've taken directly from her in terms of ministry when I get asked to speak mm. at, a, at an engagement and I get – and more often than not, I get asked to do something in the next seven days <laughs> and I pull up my calendar and I, I get immediately very uncomfortable when it's seven days because I, I do have a very full calendar. So I pull up my calendar and I'm looking at it not to see one, to see am I available at the time that they've asked, but then I'm reviewing between now and then, do I actually have time where I can put aside space to dialogue with God, even if what it is that they're asking me to talk about is material that I already know. Mm. Because I know that when it comes to ministry, it's never just the same. Yeah. It's always different people. And so things always shift and change. I'm never, I never do the same talk twice in the exact same way. Yeah. It just it yeah. doesn't just doesn't work that way for me in ministry. Yeah. So I've learned from her that if that is the case, the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I yeah. can't I can't do justice yep. I can't give wholeheartedly I won't be at peace if I say yes to this before during and after because there isn't adequate time for me to talk to God about what he wants me to communicate or maybe there is scope but maybe something else needs to go in yep. my diary so yep. maybe I need to take a day off work for that to happen or maybe I need to cancel some other things that are in there that aren't as important in order to make that work. But whatever mm. needs to happen, taking from Mary's example, I need to go and dialogue with God yeah, before yeah, doing that. So yeah. just, yeah, just kind of model, just model her. She's. <laughs> That's a very, very good answer. It's a very good answer. Uh, so, uh, so look, that, that brings us to, to, to the end of that episode, talking about the dispositions of the Holy family and the hearts that they have and, and uh, perhaps some things that we can learn from that as well and for our, our second Sunday of Advent. So um, before we go, of course, we need to do a truth, a beauty, and a goodness. So, oh. uh, Stina, away you go. Um, so I suppose I could do a you. <laughs> <laughs> I could steal yours. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Please, please. That would be unkind. I'll, I'll leave just... you to do it yours. <laughs> <laughs> I recently just had lunch with a couple of friends just a couple of days ago. Um, we haven't seen each other in a little while. And one of my friends decided to invite her mum to come and join as well, which is really lovely. Just being able to sit around, good food, good company. Mm. Just kind of, it was only like a couple of hours. Didn't really, like there was no profound conversations happening. But the, this particular, you know, mother and daughter, I always kind of sit back and I'm in awe of their just this I, I don't I'm, I mean this in the greatest possible way mm. but they just live out their faith simply like it's very it's very simple to them they just they just love their neighbor very simply and they'll talk about different things that you know happen to them at work and and this that and the other and and I'm sitting there going wow you're just you're just doing it you're not you're not like 
Yeah. You're not preaching. You're just living just out it. love. You're just doing and it. And you just do it. It just comes like second nature yeah. to you. And there are some things that they say that I go, I don't know that I would have <laughs> I would have had the energy for that or I would have thought to do that. Yeah. Or yeah. So just yeah, not like again, the conversations weren't profound, but Praise just God. being in their presence, there's always something Praise beautiful God. and good that isn't, comes. From isn't it. that just beautiful? Mm. What a marvellous witness they are. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think they realise it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think they realise it. The good ones never do. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about you, Padre? What's one? Well, we. I know it's a resource, but share. Share your resource with us. <laughs> I shall share. <laughs> it's a guided advent journal for prayer and meditation. And it's, it's – I probably should have given this to you last week <laughs> – that's okay. But, hey, you can pick it up in the second week of Advent. It's all yeah. good. What's it called? Um, it's called Adore, mm. and it's written by Father John Burns. Mm. Not Father Sean Burns, but Father John Burns. And also his, his Burns is spelt the wrong way. <laughs> uh, but uh, so <laughs> I'm just picking on every priest at the moment, aren't I? It was Father Mike Smith's last week. It's, it's Father John Burns this week. Something he can't control. The spelling of his uh, – outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 absolutely exceptional, very 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 beautiful, and it 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 is extraordinarily helpful for mental prayer throughout throughout the period of of, of Advent. Just sort of, it gives you a great deal to think about and to actually consider and to enter dialogue with God about. And so, um, yeah, I, I would I would heartily recommend it to anybody. Yeah, yeah, very good. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of Living Fullness. We will catch you again next week, but until then, know of our love and prayers. God bless.